if you're doing what you love, if eventually the monetization isn't there and you're not finding ways to share, be more valuable to more people more often through a course or a book or a one-on-one -on -one or whatever, it's not going to be sustainable. The internet has made it easier than ever to start a business. Succeeding on the internet, now that's another story. The big question is, what are those who are succeeding doing differently? This podcast has the answers. Hi, my name is Lisanne Murphy. I've spent the last three years running a successful advertising agency. I noticed with certain clients, I ran into the same problem over and over again. Their offering was just not grabbing the prospect's heart and wrestling them into purchasing submission. Why? Many of these business owners were so far down the road in their journey and so in love with their product, they forgot who they were serving, missing some essential steps along the way. So I'm pivoting focus. Join me as I go behind the scenes with the most brilliant entrepreneur minds to demystify the nitty gritty marketing hacks needed to be successful before spending thousands on advertising that ultimately separate the internet legends from the dreamers. Time for another outstanding bonus episode for you, our listeners. Today in our bonus episode, I speak with my good buddy, Mark Phillips, as he offers some great tools for us. So stay tuned. Welcome to the Marketing Matrix Podcast. I'm your host, Lisanne Murphy, and today I am joined by the incredible, talented, multifaceted entrepreneur here, Mr. Mark Phillips. Mark, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks, Lizanne. You're too, you're too kind. I appreciate it. Okay, guys, you are in for a treat with Mark. I want to give an opportunity to introduce him and then have give him a chance to tell about his story so that you can learn all about this incredible entrepreneur. So Mark Phillips runs a digital media company focused on business and lifestyle design. He's the author of five books, guys, including two Part children, including a two-part children series. He's the host of Enhancing the Human Experience podcast, Big Ideas, and hashtag On the Move with Mark Phillips. He's also the owner of Focus and Flow, a product and apparel life that a product and apparel that carries a wide assortment of items designed to help people become more conscious creators. So there is so much for us to dive in here together, Mark. So again, guys, give it up wherever you are in your kitchens, living rooms, cars, wherever you're listening to this, give a virtual round of applause for Mr. Mark. And let's dive in and learn about you and get all of the goodness that you have to share with us today. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. So tell, for those of us that are not as familiar with your backstory, how did you become this this multifaceted guy that has their hands in all these amazing pies with digital media and writing books and, and uh, having a lifestyle brand. Like what, give us the backstory. <laughs> well, the, the real backstory is that I just like making things and creating things and doing stuff. And I, I used to be in the space planning and design industry. Uh, that was my main career for 15 to 20 years. And when it, when I came to a point, I knew I wanted to transition out of that. I did some soul searching like many people do and say, okay, you know, what, what do I find meaningful? What's, what do I find fulfilling? What do I love to do? And kind of built what, what I have now around my passion for personal development, uh, manifestation, the creative power of thought, and also the design and, and technical aspect of making things. I definitely knew I wanted a talk show, which 
the Enhancing Human Experience podcast grew out of. So it's kind of like, I mean, it's all just having fun, doing things I enjoy, because that gives me the longevity to do it forever. I'm not, I don't get burned out. You know, sometimes it gets overwhelming, but I always pick up and dive back in eventually. And so it's just kind of built around things that I love and enjoy, essentially. Yeah. So, so, so tell us more about when you say, I like to make things. And it sounds like that's probably related to your digital media company focused around lifestyle design. Like, like what, like for, for the, for the, for the layman people out there, what, what does that mean? Well, maybe you've heard of the, the, you know, the, the archetypes that people can fall into. I think there's like, what, seven or eight, you know, you've got like a visionary, uh, a creator, a technical person, th those kind of things. I definitely fall in the creator part. You know, some people are really great salespeople. Some people are really great visionaries and they don't want to get their, you know, boots on the ground, so to speak. They have, they're very good at delivering that vision and selling the vision. And so the, the other people take it and run with it. So I fall in the creator um, category there. And so what that makes me do is just, I like to take an idea, bring it into the world and either run with it if it feels good, if, it, if it's fun or, or change it or work with it, but essentially just bringing those ideas in. And I knew when I wanted to start my own business that that was my strong point, like the technical aspect and the creator aspect. So I just leverage that and I just create things that essentially are marketing pieces, streams of content or books or whatever that essentially drive back to courses or courses and books and all of that. But it's essentially grown into a media or a digital company. It didn't really start as that. It started much smaller as just the podcast driving traffic back to the books. But as it grows further and I get more clarity on what I really want to create and what I'm really doing, it's kind of like solidifying into this, you know, digital media company where I get to just talk about things I love in a beneficial and helpful way to other people and create products and things around that. Okay, cool. So do, is this mostly just for, for your interest or do you do this for clients or, or what, what's the model? Well, it's, it's, it's an interesting question you ask. So the way that I say it is I have a, a media marketing company, branding agency, creative agency with one client. And that one client is me. So ultimately, my, my real clients, my real customers are people in the world. So I create the books, one for myself, but also for them to help them solve their problems. But I didn't go down the road of, you know, building a marketing or creative agency with clients. I, I knew that I wanted to essentially turn and give, give me everything that I had to build my brand and my business because I enjoy it so much. But my ultimate end, end users are the customers and people who buy my courses and books. But essentially everything that I do as far as like the marketing and the branding is all to build my own brand. I don't have separate, you know, I don't do this as a, as a consulting company, so to speak. I thought okay. about that, but ultimately didn't feel like it was the right move. Okay, great. So tell us a little bit about your customer. Who is it that you serve and what problems do you solve for them? Sure. Essentially, it's people that feel frustrated with maybe trying to do too much using their thinking mind or maybe trying to take too much action that isn't aligned or action when they're not aligned with who they really are. Essentially, it's leveraging their spiritual power or leveraging the power of consciousness, the power of thought, because, you know, everything is preceded by that. A lot of the stuff that I do is focused on the power of being, which is essentially self-concept, self-image. I found on my own journey and also in my research that it's kind of the, the forgotten component. We all know the formula, be, do, have. 
in our world, there's a lot of people talking about action, but not so many people talking about being, right? Who do you need to be in order to take the action that ultimately gives you the results that you want? And again, all this grew out of my own journey and also studying. And so a lot of my stuff is built around that because I think in our world, there are a lot of people that are frustrated. They're like, I'm not getting where I want to be. I'm working too hard. I'm not, you know, I'm getting, people are getting burned out. And to get to those next levels and levels beyond, we've got to, we've got to bring online our spiritual power or our thought power, consciousness, and then it becomes much more effortless and things flow easier. We just move along in a nicer way as opposed to hammering it out, exhausted at the end of the day, frustrated, you know, those kind of things. That's exciting. Okay. So, so let's, let's dive into that a little bit. Um, so do you have like, do you have a framework that, that you work people through in terms of like building that self-awareness for how they, that, that being component that you mentioned, or like what, if, if I was to pick up a book of yours or a course, like what, what would I find in there that would help me on my journey of being? Sure. Sure. Well, I call a lot of the things that I create tools. Um, and that's built on this idea. Louise Hay said that she never tries to fix a problem. She fixes her thinking and then the problem fixes itself. So when I say, you know, for instance, if, if people subscribe to my email list, they get access to a collection of tools that I call tools for conscious creators, which are thought tools, right? They're thinking tools and spiritual tools that they can use to fix what's going on inside because everything comes from within, you know, I, I like to say that it's business and lifestyle design from the inside out. So we fix what's going on inside, which is no small feat. I don't want to gloss over it, right? And then things fix and heal in our relationships and they heal in our business. They heal in, our, in every aspect of our lives. So essentially, to answer your question, I have a collection of tools that I share and give to people um, via video or courses. But also, it comes back to self-concept. I always come back to like, if there's one lever or one button you could push that's going to make a dramatic difference in every area of your life, it's to write down who you want to be, write down the qualities, characteristics, and attributes that you want to embody, and then do that practice every day. Because like we all know, if we don't lift the weight every day, the muscle atrophies. If we don't focus on who we want to be every day, we start to diminish that and we get distracted by everything else. And we lose, you know, if you just wake up and start doing stuff without doing that practice of how do I want to show up in the world today? How do I want to be in the world? It's much less effective. So those are, those are the kind of things, essentially tools, thought tools. Um, but then that one lever, that one button is self-concept, self-image. Mm, that's interesting. I love that. So based on whether, as, as you've communicated with your customers, what, what or, or even just from your own experience, like what, what is the most um, common pitfall that people fall into that um, traps them in the cycle of, of, like you've mentioned, like just overworking and burnout? That's, that's a good question. I, I think it always comes back to the mind. You know, we, the, the mind can be our best friend or it can be our really worst enemy, depending on how we use it. If we let the mind run amok or if we don't do self-care activities or we don't like invest in ourselves, eventually we're going to find ourselves in a bad space, right? Either feeling depressed or not knowing what to do, overwhelmed. All those things can happen when we don't give ourselves that foundation. And so, you know, I, I think that's the, the biggest pitfall is our greatest tool is also 
could be our worst tool, depending on how we use it. I see a lot of people, you know, either wanting to heal or fix relationships. I mean, who doesn't, right? Want better relationships, more connection, or they want to have fix something in their finances. Who doesn't, right? And so, but it always comes back to like how we're feeling on the inside. It always mirrors in our experiences in the world. And so it's counterintuitive, but the work's always inside in, in my experience. Hmm. Interesting. So um, if, if you come across someone who is experiencing that overwhelm and need, needs to tap into their inside, what, what might be some questions that you would ask them that, that our listeners could ask themselves? Well, what I always start with is getting them to focus on what they do want, because in my own experience and in other people's experience that I've seen, we, we tend to focus on the things that aren't working right. Oh, I, this relationship sucks. How do I get it better? Or this thing, my, my work situation sucks. How do I get it better? But if we focus on what we do want, we're much, we have a much more power. And then I find that if you focus on what you want, it starts to grow and grow and grow and expand or think happy, think about something that makes you feel good, grows, grows, grows. And then what you don't want or what you don't, what, what doesn't make you feel good just diminishes to a point where it doesn't affect you anymore energetically. So that, that's all, it's just a shift of perspective. One of my new favorite techniques is reframing it in the sense of like, if let's say your business isn't growing the way that you want it to be, and you're like, why is this not happening? Why is this not happening? Well, if you reframe it and say, it's happening too fast. Why is this happening so fast? I can't, I'm feeling overwhelmed. It's like go, going too fast for me. And then, it, then if you look at it that way, you can find ways and reasons why it is that way. I, I think life is fascinating because whatever we look for, we find. And most people, let's not even get into the topic of like the overwhelming pervasive negative consciousness in the world, which is definitely there, but there's also positive things happening in the world. So what I find it's like magic, what you, what you look for, even if you think it's not there, just start talking about it and, and saying, why is this, why is this so awesome? What, why is this thing happening to me? That's so awesome. Even if you think it's not, you'll start finding reasons why it is. It's, it's, it's magic. I love that. I love that. And I completely agree. Uh, mm -hmm. And I have, I have people in my life that are just, uh, just internally and innately optimistic. And then those that are mm -hmm. the opposite, you know, that are pessimistic. And it's just mm -hmm. interesting to see like how they view similar situations or even how they view different situations and just the outcomes that come based on just like, I love that, that concept of the yeah, frame. It's like right? a muscle. It's like, a, it's like a muscle and a practice. And believe me, I mean, anyone needs more, you know, positivity or optimism muscle. Like what, if you like say what's going right in the world or what's going wrong in the world, there's both of those things happening. And it's like, what one do you want to grow in your yep. own life? Yeah. You know, feed yep. that, feed that, that aspect. It's so true. It's so true. I love that. So what are some of the, uh, let, let's, let's switch over to like the business side of things. What, um, marketing strategies or channels are you using to promote your books and your courses at this, at this point? Well, my main marketing channel is YouTube. Um, I do have presence on all the other social media, but being a one man show, I don't have time to do all those other ones. So I, I had to choose one, which is the one that I feel gives me the biggest impact and the one that I enjoy the most, which is YouTube. You know, it, the content is evergreen. I never really know what's really going on with the Facebooks and the Instagrams, with the algorithms and with, 
me being on their platform, I feel a little more comfortable being on YouTube where I think it's, you know, based, because it's search-based, because it's evergreen, that I think my content, it, my efforts are more valuable put into that. So that's my main one. And I have a number of series and of course the podcast on YouTube, but I do like YouTube at least right now for the, mo for the most part. That's great. So, so can you dive a little bit deeper into YouTube and how, how you use it? Do you do paid and organic, just organic? Are you doing like produced videos or are you just recording yourself talking about a concept? Um, are you rolling in B-roll? Like what, what are you doing with YouTube? Um, I do a little bit of everything, but I, I don't do paid. It's all organic. It's all based around, you know, uh, essentially search what problems do people have, but also what I want to share. I, I, I kind of tune into what message wants to come through me and then package it up. But I'm, I do look at what people want and what videos do well, what videos get more views, et cetera. So I do shift and pivot a little bit there, but essentially, you know, um, the topics kind of come up and my own day-to-day -day experience. I think all of our content, whatever it is, are, is from our own life experience. And that's definitely true for me too. Um, and so I, I create it from there, but, it does resonate depending on what other people, you know, problems they have. So, but it essentially comes from my own life experience, my own problems and challenges, like things that want to come through me. I think we all have little things we want to express that, that maybe we don't, you know, uh, aren't fully consciously aware of that. The ideas, like the ideas come to people, right? They come through people. So essentially that's what it is. Cool. So, um, and how do you, how do you know what's, what's working? Like, are you, are you using, um, keywords and doing searches to like figure out your titles or like what, what's your process to know what's working? I'm moving more into that as I go forward and, you know, develop my marketing chops, so to speak. But essentially, you know, it has been just an effect of, okay, what, what has worked for me? What problem or solution has worked for me? And then sharing that, you know, into a video. And you asked earlier, like, you know, how do I package it? Sometimes it is talking head video about a topic, about some tool or practice that, that works or something that I think will be beneficial to people on their journey. And so I share it in that way. Other times, if I'm interviewing someone for my podcast, you know, it's, it's an interview sharing the platform and I'm asking them for their best practices on living. And so it's kind of giving them the platform. And then my newest series is called Big Ideas where I dive into books or videos or essays or seminars and pull out the nuggets that I think would be helpful to people on their journey, um, essentially, you know, but it all ties back to business and lifestyle design, you know, helping people find the, the fun, freedom, and full self-expression that we all want. I love it. I love it. That's, that's so cool. So um, tell me, tell me more about um, why, why you decided to start a podcast. Mm, that's, good. that's a good question. Um, the, the, uh, the short answer, the kind of side answer is I was deathly afraid of video. But the real answer, the, the other part of it is I always wanted a talk show. I always wanted, I love interviewing people. I love talking with people and connecting with people. And so the, the podcast is that love, you know, it's a, I think we kind of bake these, if you could imagine like the content as a cake, right? We pour these ingredients in. I love interviewing people. I love talking about spirituality and life. That's a little bit of it in there. And then of course the talk show component. And then, so then it, we bake it into this little thing that's, you know, for the most part, uniquely ours. Your show is uniquely you. You're an expression of who you are, what you love and enjoy. So that's what the podcast started. Um, but there was, 
initially it was initially all audio. I was deathly afraid of video and on my own journey of growth and like getting more comfortable. That's been the progression. I, because the podcast wasn't getting enough traction that I wanted it to be not only for myself, but for my guests messages too. I, I made it into a video component. Oh, maybe a year and a half ago or so. Um, you know, because video is so much more engaging. You can see people, you can get their energy better. So on my own journey, I'm moving more towards video. And then the podcast is kind of taking a little bit of a backseat, still part of the mix, but I'm really trying to push more into video now and do it, doing that's, that. That's exciting. Yeah, has, there been, has there been anything that you've tried that like just absolutely has not worked and you're just like, okay, I got to stop trying this? Um, you know, as from like a conversion or a marketing standpoint? Yeah. Um, you know, not necessarily the, the only because um, the, the way that I kind of look at it is what's fun for me and what feels good to me. And is this something that I want to continue doing? I definitely have started a number of different series on YouTube that are like, like mini series based around what I had one called uh, the game of life where I was essentially talking about the same type of things, but in, in more of a series and that kind of, didn't feel good or going forward. So I kind of squashed it. I always look at like, you know, how's this feeling for me? How can I, cause it's about longevity essentially in my mind. I mean, if you can't continue to do something, starting it and spending some time may not be, <laughs> maybe kind of use, useless, right? Yeah. I mean, well, what, what about you? How about, how long has your podcast been, been going forward? Yeah. So I actually, I launched my podcast uh, on the on the date that we're recording this, two two days a, a year ago on okay. on this on December second. Mm -hmm. That's longevity. So you yeah. see, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's it's been around for a little while, and 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 it's it's been a blast, and it's it's been a party growing growing the podcast. Yeah, but. I mean, and and so I mean, you you're already past that point, well past that point of um. I'm, I don't like this anymore. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you're in it, you're in it to win it now. See? And so I think uh, when you start content, you got, it's gotta be something that we, you want to be seeing a long-term vision. I definitely adhere to the, you know, advice out there that it's a marathon, not a sprint because it does take time as you probably have seen in people you've talked to and in your own experience. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of content out there right now in the world and more and more every day. So, so it does take time to kind of have your message be heard by people. It's is true. That what, it's is that true. what you found? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It, it takes, it takes a lot of work for sure. It does. For sure. It does. But consistency. I was just on another podcast and they were talking about the power of consistency and I mm. completely agree. You know, consistency is critical for. Absolutely. For I, I do to too. Continue. Yeah. I love it. Uh, well, good, good, good. So, um, I, the, the majority of, of my audience are, are entrepreneurs. A lot of them tend to be online entrepreneurs. Um, what, um, what, what advice would you have for them? Like based on your expertise and, and, and the, the message that you're growing, what, what advice do you have for them Absolutely. since you're, you're on this entrepreneurial journey as well? Well, you know, the, the advice that's always in my head and it's kicking around is that there, there definitely has to be a monetization aspect of what we're doing, because if we just start talking about what we love and if we start, you know, expressing things that helpful to other people and we don't we're not thinking strategically about bigger picture what one of the things that i always and because because this doesn't come natural to me of being a creator i don't generally you know think very much about sales or marketing or conversions although on my own journey i'm more and more thinking about that and so one of the biggest pieces of advice because if you're doing what you love if eventually the monetization isn't there and you're not finding ways to 
share, be more valuable to more people more often through a course or a book or a one-on-one -on -one or whatever, it's not going to be sustainable, right? One, you're going to get burned out because we don't want to, we, we don't have an, like an endless energy to do stuff that isn't going to be well received. and It's not helping other people. So I would just say, think strategically, definitely start studying marketing, branding books. I love Jay Abraham. They're all of them. Jay Abraham, um, any of the, the your, sounds like you're in click funnels, Russell Brand or Russell Brunson's books, right? All his stuff is be, be thinking strategically and as opposed to just like thinking about your message and what you're doing online. Because I, I think this is a pitfall for all of us. We, we, start sharing what we know, but there's no like back end and there's no like customer journey there. And that those are the things that I'm working on developing in my own uh, business. And so for people starting out, if you start, start thinking way that way from the beginning, it's going to be a lot better experience. Cause I didn't for many years. I didn't for a long time. Yeah. That's a Think good, bigger. that's really, really Think good like advice. That. I love yeah. that. I love that. So, and what, what is like out of the messages that you've shared in the series that you've created, what is one that has really resonated with, with your, your listeners and, and your customers? Well, they love the tools aspect. One of the, you know, my most popular content, including my most popular um, podcast episode is on, is on the golden key by Emmett Fox. And of course, one of the reasons it's most popular is because people are searching for that, right? Some of the other tools that are not popular, they're not searching for it. Everything's, this has been the realization in my mind is like, it is search-based, whatever we're doing. If, if, you, if something is super awesome that no one's searching for, it might, as, it might as well be lost in the deep, dark abyss, right? So that's my most popular episode so far. And then because it's popular, I've created other videos or uh, pieces of content around that, looking at it from different perspectives, talking about how I use the golden key. Essentially, the golden key is a, basically, it's a spiritual tool that, again, back to the focus, it's like, because Emmett Fox was um, in in the uh, religion religion game, New Thought Movement, his whole thing was stop thinking about the problem and think about God instead. And sometimes I supplement God for source just to remove some of the negative energy that can be associated with that negative or positive. So that tool has been well received. But essentially, it's like people want want tools and they're searching for specific things. And so as I go on my journey. I'm really thinking more about keywords, more about topics people are searching for, but it only comes from lots of trial and error, you know, then kind of groping around in the dark feeling for things that I'm sure you've probably experienced that in your own, or, or did you come out of the gate like marketing guru, you know? Of course. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. maybe you did. No one, no, no, one, course, no, one, right? does. no one does. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I love yeah. that. I love that. Um, and I think that's a really, really powerful, powerful concept is, it is to anchor your message or your product or tool or whatever in something that is more commonly known, whether that is another guru's concept or even um, a, a, an event or a holiday. Like for example, I did a Facebook live yesterday on how to think about um, and manage the rising ad costs that happen on the holidays on Facebook. I, I run a Facebook advertising agency mm -hmm. and it, it was, it got a lot more attention than than other pieces of content because it's relevant, right? To a current event that's going on. And like those, those concepts are always true that I shared mm -hmm. but because I attached it to something that people are thinking about, right? It's, it's a searchable, I mean, not Facebook isn't necessarily searchable that way, but like people are thinking about how resonate, do I, sure. yeah, yeah how, how do I manage rising ad costs during the holidays? So um, that's a powerful, powerful 
realization and tool that you've leveraged and used. So that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Is, is Facebook your primary for, for your clients and yourself? Is that your primary? Yeah. I mean, it's the biggest and that's been one of the things that I've grabbed, you know, gone back and forth with everyone I know is like on Facebook and they're, you know, it's, the, it's big, it's huge, but I've just struggled with, you know, really, I've played with the ad, with the ad uh, game there and I've played with boosting posts and it's kind of a beast to figure out. Obviously you, you, you serve your clients well because you got to be a full-time Facebook, you know, ad guru didn't kind of make that stuff work in my experience. It's, it's yeah. challenging. Yeah. Facebook ads are, 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 uh, it's a new language to learn, you know, just like mm -hmm. any language you can become fluent in it and it's not difficult once it's fluent, but that learning curve is, is steep for yeah, sure. So definitely. Yeah. But I, I love having, um, you know, cause a, a platform like Facebook where it's more pattern interrupt in the moment in your face type thing is good to partner with a YouTube mm -hmm. where it's more search based and it's more intent based and everything is more evergreen on that platform. Um, and so I think that, you know, have, having both of those strategies going on, but you have to understand the platform well enough to leverage its yeah. strengths, right? Cause if you try to do YouTube type strategies on Facebook, it's not going to do very well. And likewise, if you're going to do Facebook type strategies on YouTube, it also is not going to work that well. So yeah, um, each of them are their own little animal, right? You've got to yep. kind of understand it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I kind of think, true. you know, you know, and, and a lot of people have said this, you know, like pick one when you're starting out as your favorite. Some people want to do Instagram that and they want to learn about that and that can work or Facebook, like all of them have their, their, their benefits, but it's like learning all of them. Like you just said, they're all a little bit different. And for the solo entrepreneur or like solo person, content creator, it can be overwhelming if you're trying to do all of it. That's why years ago I was like, okay, I'm just going to lead with YouTube and then, you know, be present on the other ones, but not you know, try to understand them because it's just too overwhelming for a solo person. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So what, as, as you've broken out of, of your, um, corporate job and into your entrepreneurial experience, I'd love to ask my guests, like what, what has been your greatest internal transformation that has occurred for you? Mm, yeah, that's a good one. Um, definitely more confident. Um, more sure of myself, more finding my voice, right? You know, speaking my truth because it is, you know, I, I like to say that um, we live in a world where, you know, we're kind of, we, we, you know, it, maybe it's just me, but we're kind of like, stay small, stay, go with the crowd, go with the herd. You um, may have heard of Seth Godin's pick yourself, that one page document. I love that because he's like, you know, no one's going to pick you. Like Oprah's not coming. Dick Clark is not coming to your door. And, and for me, especially, you know, in school, I was like the, the follower, the good kid that, you know, don't make trouble, just kind of go along. That doesn't really suit ourselves when we're pushing entrepreneurial ideas into the world. And so as I'm going on my journey, I think a lot about like, you know, we have to kind of bring our savage nature online. We have to bring our like, you know, uh, you know, warrior kind of online because the, the little meek and meager voice isn't going to get the job done. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know if other people experience this, but I definitely do because you, you got to kind of become a different person. You got to transform yourself going back to that self-image, self-concept. So it's like an inner journey and an outer journey, learning the tools, learning the marketing strategies, the branding, stuff like that. But the inner work is huge. I can't tell you how many CEOs or business people, successful people in interviews or books or whatever, they all say the same thing. Like my company grew when I grew. 
and my company stopped growing when I stopped growing. And so it's such, life is this mirror effect, right? It's like what's going on inside, how, how we look at ourselves and how we feel about ourselves mirrors in our experience in the world. And it's so trippy to just like do that inner work and grow, 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 and then see how the transformation and the changes. Have you experienced that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. In my, in my first year in entrepreneurship, I just, I kept hitting revenue caps. And when I took a hard look, I realized it was because I had some things inside that needed to be fixed before the business would go. And mm -hmm. it, I took, you know, six to eight months, like really, really do some deep, deep, deep internal work that was centered around self-awareness. And, mm -hmm. you know, with each, with each level that I broke through, my business followed and broke through that next ceiling and the next ceiling and the next ceiling. And, um, so there's, there's always, there's always devils that need to be conquered for there are, that, that's so. the thing. I mean, like the, the thing, like knowing the business strategy, knowing the marketing strategies is one thing and that's valuable, but I'd be curious to ask you, would you mind sharing what specific either tools or self-awareness work or books or authors or seminars you did to kind of tune that up or fix sure. that? Yeah. So, um, for, for me, I, well, I'm a very spiritual person uh, and religious as well. And so, um, the God component is really, really helpful, uh, for, for me and my journey. But I actually, I hired, I realized I was at this conference and I had a realization that I was addicted to stress and how I realized mm. it is like when people would ask me like, how you doing? You know, my, my common response is like, Oh, I'm great. Like I'm really stressed, really busy, but like I'm doing great. And I was at this conference and it was right after I'd quit a job. And so I literally, I didn't have anything on my plate. And yet my answer was the same. And I was like, mm -hmm. what am I stressed about? <laughs> like, I don't like, I mean, yes, I need to figure out how to make money now, but like all of the stresses that stressed me out before were gone. Yet I still had the same visceral response to how are you doing? And I was, I realized it was a big problem that I was like literally addicted to stress and, and almost seeking, seeking that, that cortisol burst, you know? And so I met this guy who, um, he is an emotional and stress coach. He's one of my favorite humans on the planet. His name is Jay Brown. He's so gifted. Um, but he worked with me really, really closely, um, for a year, uh, to help me understand essentially the, the programming that had been created from, uh, my social experiences with my family, my social experiences in school, um, my, my experiences that I'd had in relationships that had gone well and not so well, um, and really just helped me understand like why things were happening. And then the, uh, the, one of the biggest tools he used was, was reframing, was mm. to learn to reframe the situation instead of you know, seeing like, oh man, I had this experience today and it just drove me crazy. And he'd be like, well, why did it drive you crazy? And how do you look at it differently as, as something, as a tool to teach? His big thing is that emotion is energy in motion mm -hmm. and emotion is also information. And so whenever you have an emotion, it's trying to teach you something. And so instead mm -hmm. of like, just, you know, flying off the handle and freaking out and then be done with it, be like, okay, like what, what am I, what is my inside, my, my, my small child, if you will, like trying mm -hmm. to teach me and to tell me, and he would have me do different exercises to um, help me learn how I see things in uh, a less emotional situation. So for example, he had me uh, take 30 days of cold showers. Mm. 
And his, the whole concept was to, to reframe how we often feel about a cold shower, you know? So, I mean, it was a very, very interesting transformational process for me. How like, you know, the first 10 days I was like, I was like literally <laughs> avoiding showering. I mean, I was like not hygienic. Right. And, like, I would right. wait till like way late at night. Cause like I knew I needed to shower, but like mm -hmm. I was just putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And, and so I learned a lot about like how like things that are uncomfortable, I procrastinate or I avoid. And I learned that when you try to do hard things, when you're depleted, that they're way harder than when you have, when you're in a higher energy space. And I also like my goal when I first started was like, okay, my goal is to love cold showers as much as I love warm showers. And about halfway through on day 15, I was just like, it's impossible. This is not right. going to happen. So, but I, so I changed, I shifted my goal to, instead of wanting to love cold showers to, um, how can I be neutral about cold showers where like, it doesn't terrify mm -hmm. me and I don't procrastinate it, but I'm neutral about it. And as soon as I made that mental switch, it was, it was fascinating. Like it became easier. I started doing, doing the shower like earlier in the day instead of like procrastinating it. And I started to like really realize the benefits of, yeah. of it instead of just like being scared of it, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, all it was, was a frame shift. That's it. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that powerful? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that, that was, that was, that's one of my experiences and, wow. and I had Jay help me with that and, and he did a bunch of, we did a bunch of other stuff, but that's like one of my favorite experiences from that time. That's you, that's huge that you like opened up that box of like the awareness and the, I mean, that's huge that you put your finger on. I mean, I, I think it, you know, comes back to those emotions and those deep seated, you know, things that we hold on to are huge and they can hold us back so much. If you don't mind me asking, how did you find him? Uh, yeah. So he was actually at the conference that I was at. So it was, it was a, it was a mastermind. It was like, it was awesome. We were in this mansion in San Diego on the, wow. on the cliffs looking over the ocean. And we all just like hung out in a mansion for a week together. And the, the person who was running the mastermind brought Jay in to do some uh, breathing work with us. And um, so he was there all week with us and he would do different breathing exercises and stress management exercises and relaxation with us each day. And so we just developed a friendship. And, it, and after I had the realization that I was addicted to stress, I just was like, hey, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what you do or what else you offer, but like, I just feel really impressed that wow. you can help me with this. And so after that conference, um, I contracted to, to have him as a, as a coach. Um, and, and we worked together for the next, for the next year. And he's still a dear friend of mine. He's, That's he's so awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah I, I love hearing, you know, how, how people fix their, their bar their problems and their barriers and their, well, their, their challenges. We all have them. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. No, for Super sure. Awesome. Yeah. Thank no, you. I appreciate you asking about it. Of yeah. Course, yeah. Hey, I'm all about it. Cause we're all, you know, we, we all need those same tools. Cause I think it all comes back to the, you know, our deep subconscious limiting beliefs that hold us back our deep subconscious addictions. It's funny. You mentioned that. Like, I think a lot of people are addicted. I think people are addicted to negativity to varying degrees. I, I know I am because we, it's easy to go there, but it, it's like training ourselves to like, just like to like cold showers, training yourself to see the positive, to focus on the positive. You know, it can be done. Um, it just takes a little bit of willpower and focus at the first to build that habit. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, that's exactly true. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, how, how, Mark, how can people get in touch with you, follow your journey? Uh, you obviously, you said you're on YouTube, but, but how can people get in touch with you to learn more about what you're doing 
and the work that you're doing with the tools that you're creating. Sure. Well, my, my website is gmarkphillips.com and all my social media is that too. So they can find me on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and all that at, you know, gmarkphillips.com. And, you know, like I say, YouTube is my, my main kind of uh, tip of the spear thing. And so you, I put everything on there that I do. So if, if they want to go check it out there, you can see all the different streams of content. Not everything is on my website, but everything is on YouTube. I love so. it. I love it. Awesome. Well, guys, make sure to go follow Mark and see what tools he has to offer and the books that he's created. Um, and Mark, I appreciate you bringing your gifts and your expertise onto the show and also giving me a chance to talk about some of my journey as well and, and how I've grown as an individual. So I appreciate you and all that you brought today. And uh, guys, I really hope that you enjoyed this episode on The Marketing Matrix. Thanks, Lizanne. I had an awesome time. Thanks so much for joining us for this bonus episode of the Marketing Matrix podcast. Join us to continue the conversation about marketing over in our Facebook group, Facebook ads for coaches, course creators, and lifestyle econ brands. You can find the group at facebook.com slash groups slash FB ad ninja. All right, guys, see you next time on the Marketing Matrix.